0: Welcome to the Semicolon Podcast. This is a safe place to discuss a variety of topics centered around mental health. I am your host, Ashley McClellan, a social worker who has learned a lot about mental health along the way. I am here to be a voice, to support, and to learn with you all. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Semicolon Podcast. You all, we have made it to Episode 10 of the Semicolon Podcast. I'm very excited and proud of my consistency. I also want to thank you all for the continued support. So for episode 10, I have a very special guest by the name of Jarvis, a.k.a. JB. JB and I are old high school friends. I recall many funny and great memories having JB as a classmate. I knew JB would do many great things in his life, and I'm excited to have him on the podcast to share those great things with you all. So first I'm going to have J B tell you all a little bit about himself and the work that he does. J B the floor is yours.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, it's uh it's love to be on a podcast with you. Um you all you know, you know it's love, uh Ashley. Yeah. Um, so yeah, man, I'm JB uh Jarvis, am um, twenty seven years old from Chicago, from the west side. Um graduate of Eastern Illinois University. Um and what I do for work is I'm a counselor slash mentor. Uh, it's like a hybrid role for a program in Chicago called uh, Becoming a Man or BAM. Uh, so what we do is uh, we're a clinical program. We do group counseling. Uh, I do individual counseling for young men. Uh, I directly service sixth through eighth grade. So that age range can be between. 11 years old to 15 year old guys um, but I also do work outside and uh, just support different programs and with those um, that can go from 6th to 12th grade. Um, I've worked at Morgan Park High School and Julian High School um, just doing work with the fellas there and um, yeah man I love what I do.
0: Okay that very interesting so what mm-hmm. made you interested in the type of the work that you do today?
1: Uh, I feel like, I mean, it might be a little cliche. Uh, it's my passion though. Uh And, um, it took me talking to my mom, who's also, uh, she's a, she's a mental health specialist. Uh, she's a, she's a counselor and talking to her around the time that I was graduating college. Um, we were just having a conversation about like, Hey, you know, like, what do you want to do when you get out? And, uh, it took me just looking back and everything that I've done has been in a realm of giving back in some way or form, like in a clinical way. Uh, in high school, uh, I went around talking to youth, teaching them how to eat healthy. Uh, and it was a job, it was like my first real job. Uh, I did the step-up program, uh, helping eighth grade, uh, eighth grade graduates transition into high school. And then while I was at Eastern, uh, I helped run a, uh, a Black Male Initiative mentoring program there. So um, everything just ended up falling into place. Uh, I got an internship with them as soon as I graduated. And just seeing the work that was done, everything just fell in line. So after my internship was over, uh, they hired me on full time. So this is my fourth school year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's my fourth school year at the school that I'm at now. But then I did it. Uh, I did my work in the department as well. So I guess my fifth school year total.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Time
1: a lot of years
0: in clinical work. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I read a statistic that stated 49% of men feel more depressed than they admit to the people in their life. So we all know that boys and men are much less likely to voice their struggles with mental illness. How do you create that safe place for boys and men to do so?
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, that statistic I, I truly believe it um, mm-hmm. what I do like on my program uh, just starting off I meet my students where they are so if they're not in a place where they want to share I don't force it uh, mm-hmm. and a lot of the times uh, it just takes me modeling mm-hmm. uh, that it's okay to be vulnerable and it's okay to share and that when they're in the space with me, they know that it's a safe space where what happens in my groups or what happens when I'm talking to them, it stays in there. So um, I'm vulnerable and I have to be vulnerable in order to let these young black and brown youth that I serve know that, okay, it's not abnormal for me to feel this you know, way that I'm feeling. Uh, and I'm just able to relate to them with experiences in life and I'm not I don't try to force anything on on them. I let them know like, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, if you're feeling this way, that's normal. You know, now let's talk about it a little more. And a lot of the times it's, hey, let's get to the root of this because they'll feel these feelings and not understand that they're underlying emotions because they're young and they're only taught, Oh, either I'm happy or I'm mad and because mad is such a quick emotion for them to feel and and it's okay for them to be mad because that's what society paints but then when we get to the root of everything uh it usually stems from sadness of some form mm-hmm. yeah you know this person said something to me so i flipped out okay why did that make you you know why did that upset you and then it gets down to the root of Oh well, this person disrespected me, and I felt that I deserved more respect than what they gave me, and it made me sad. So the root of that, yeah, you 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 went to that madness, but the stem of that was sadness. So let's talk about that, and let's uncover that, and we can push forward.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay and i i like how you reflected on all that and i definitely do that with my kids as well and like i definitely don't force and another thing that i have started doing with my kids is you know started sharing my story just to let them know, like, you're not alone. And, yes, I am a professional, and, you know, I went to college and I did this and that, but I have struggled with my own, you know, mental illness. So, in regards to you, did you have any personal struggles that you would like to share?
1: Uh, as far as?
0: Any mental health struggles?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, of course. Uh, When it comes down to it, I... Mm-hmm. <laughs> man, I was a poor kid growing up and um, just trauma seeing people around me, you know, who aren't (laughs) with me anymore, Um, family stuff. Like I always, um, I had a feeling of not being worthy and it showed up in many different places in my life. uh, And it just forced me to find out who I really wanted to be. Uh, I had a good support system. And I always just craved more because I felt like I needed more because I wanted to fill certain voids. Mm. So, um, and it led me down, you know, dark paths. If uh, relationship at home wasn't what I wanted it to be, I sought that relationship in other places. Um, I didn't have the best relationship with my mom, and I hurt other women because my mom hurt me. And I put them in a place of, okay, well, hey, if I'm hurt and a woman did it, why shouldn't I hurt that woman? Was it fair? No. Right. Uh, and it took me to get older and to realize that it wasn't about what one person did because it doesn't give me the right to go hurt someone else. And if I'm taking it out on everybody else and not dealing with my the root of my trauma, mm-hmm. I'm going to continue to go down dark paths, and it was just a slippery slope and uh just slipping into okay, yeah, I'm hurt, what can I do to make myself feel good? It took me down the path of alcoholism, covering it up to make it seem as though, oh yeah, now i'm just having a I'm just out having a good time and I'm right. having fun with friends, and that goes to oh well, yeah, I'm gonna sit at home and I'm just gonna have one drink to so, oh yeah i you know i might I might have finished a fifth of alcohol in a day and or five fifths of alcohol each day in a week and it took me to realize like I'm really just covering up trauma Mm -hmm. you know um man it's and and it's a list it's a list I've lived a lot of life and a lot of that stemmed from uh insecurities and sadness around just not feeling good enough because Mm -hmm. through life i you know I'm I'm told like if I'm if I if I reach out and I tell somebody, hey, I'm feeling this type of way, hey, man up, or you a man, you supposed right. to be able to work through that, and it's like I can't do that by myself, right? You know, um, so and it's something I'm still working on. I'm always working on it because it'll slip up and it'll show up in different places in my life. But um, throughout my job, we uh, we work on what we call men's work, and. Uh, part of that man's work is what we call ruthless self-examination. So I have to be able to look into myself to the point where I'm uncomfortable with how much that I'm regurgitating that I thought that I repressed and it comes back up. I have to check myself daily. And it's it is it, often it's often it's a it's a never-ending thing. Uh but it's beautiful. It's it's beautiful. To be able to tell myself like, you know, hey, you went through this and now you're working through it and you're becoming a better person. So um yeah, I hope that answers the question. <laughs> no,
0: it, it really did. <laughs> and I'm like, you you was preaching. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man. But
0: no, this is very good information. And so like I know um in the beginning you mentioned that you, you know, do individual and like group therapies and things like that. Did you get any therapy? on your own before you started working or how did you end up dealing with your trauma before you was able to, you know, do the work that you do?
1: Uh, Yeah, I went in, I got counseling. Um, Mm -hmm. I I need to go back. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I went in, I got counseling. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then I, I had a mixture of going to see a professional counselor and mixing it up with just like mentors and people who I didn't need to, I didn't need everybody to help me process my trauma. Mm -hmm. I needed some people that would just be down to earth. I needed some down to earth stuff and I needed some clinical, make me think a little deeper and uncover some stuff. I needed both of those. So I think that I got a healthy mixture Mm -hmm. of, okay, yeah. uh, How does this make you feel? Okay. So what does that say about you? And then, you know, go to people who look like me, and people who I have similar interests as, and for them to tell me, like, hey, bro, XYZ, XYZ, you know? So, um, yes, I did. To answer your question, yes, I did. And mm-hmm. I got a mixture of it, which I think was like perfect. That's, that's
0: good. And I feel like. And I like how you, you know, talk about how, you know, of course you had your own struggles and what you did to, you know, deal with your past trauma so that you can move on and be able to help other people. And um, I just feel like a lot of people are you know like just suffering in silence because mm-hmm. they are afraid to seek help or speak out and it's just like what can we do to change that
1: <laughs> you know yeah I definitely feel that um I don't know if you're asking that question but I'm gonna I'm a give my spiel on it um mm-hmm. and I think that it just takes action because there's so many people who speak up and then when they're shot down they don't want to speak up anymore mm-hmm. um And I totally feel that. uh, I just think that it's gonna take going that extra mile when somebody tells me to shut up and it's like, nah, I'm not gonna shut up because maybe this is something that someone needs to hear. Um, There's so many people who are judgmental and those are the people who, like that that negative voice might be the voice that we look up to or that voice that we really wanted to reach out to. Mm. And them shutting us down kind of like, you know, close us off. So it like, well, you know, I kind of wanted to help you out. Or maybe I thought that you could use this. And now you're telling me that, you know, oh, I'm dumb, I'm soft, I'm this and I'm that. Uh, and now I don't want to do it anymore. Because uh, there's been times just throughout my life where I've spoken up about some stuff and I've had people tell me, oh, I'm not trying to hear that. Or, you know, they crack a joke about it and it's just like, oh, you know, how can, you know, how can I keep going? after you just belittled me so much. And I think that that's part of the fight. Like, man, we're going to get knocked down. But it's like, all right, let me go and let me keep pushing. And I think that that's a big part of why I love doing what I'm doing, because I'm working with those with the kids who are shaping what their reality is. I'm not trying to change who they are. I'm not trying to make them perfect. I really just want them to be able to critically think and examine themselves and you know, it's pretty much like think before they act. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the times, like I'm doing it through the youth to the point where they, they don't get it at home all the time. So they right. know when they come to me, they know that it's not abnormal. They understand like, OK, maybe the people at home just aren't ready yet. And I can't fault them for that. Right. You know, so. And yeah, it's just all about
0: education because then like, you know, I can't, you know, can't blame the people at home because it's like, you know, they don't know. You know, and I know like, you know, growing up with my mom, like my dad left when I was one. So I just really had my mom. And it's just like, you know, especially in the black community, mental health is not talked about. And it wasn't until grad school for me, which I started to learn more about mental health and, you know, started to realize, like, oh, this is why I was depressed or that I was actually, you know, depressed and, you know, suicidal. And but I didn't know you know i couldn't figure it out and then you know me you know mm-hmm, me i had mm-hmm. two emotions and what yeah. were those two emotions Either
1: you were super happy or you were super sad like <laughs> hey <laughs>
0: exactly see so i'm like you are especially in high school you are like if you you either see me laughing a lot or you either saw me crying a lot mm-hmm. but during that time it's like I I didn't understand why and it wasn't until I got older and you know learn more about mental health but then it just sucks for our boys and our men out here because they're so taught to be strong not to show emotions and feelings and it's like they don't have a place where you know they feel comfortable talking about it and and i'm like it sucks so i'm just like thankful for the work that you are doing because it's great and it's like we need programs like that all over you know so i just want to really like thank you for the work that you are doing it's amazing
1: it's my passion and uh, i appreciate that i received that um yeah yeah and it's about, and another point that i that I wanted to make as well um a lot of our young boys and a lot of our men um they don't really have an identity um and they let a lot of what they see in the neighborhood or what they might see online. The big thing is online now where um oh well a man is supposed to do this a real man do this a real man don't do this uh, i I see that being a big. Like it, it hinders us um as people, uh but since we talk about men, I'll just speak so mm-hmm. more so for men um and I talk to my guys about this uh nobody can dictate what manhood is for me except for me. Mm-hmm. uh I can't tell another man, hey, men don't do this, and men don't do that. Right. I can't tell you, man up because my manhood I only define my manhood for myself, so how do I project what I feel is manhood onto you? The only thing that that I've learned that the only thing that goes across the board when we talk about manhood, uh, womanhood as well, but like I said, we talk about manhood. So for manhood, the only thing that that travels is values. So as long as we have our values and we stick to our values, that's the only thing. Like, a man has to have values. That's the only thing I can say. Mm -hmm. So, you know what I'm saying? That's where that's how I lived in my life. Like if I have a value of, okay, I want to be a man of integrity. I want to stay a man of integrity. If I want to be a man that has accountability, I'm going to be a man that has accountability right. and I have to have it across the board. And it's not about me. And like, and, and through my journey of mankind, I I to realize that it's not about me. My, when I talk about my integrity, it's not about me being in integrity 100% of the times it's about, okay, I'm out of integrity. Now, what do I do to get back into integrity with either myself or with the person who I was out of integrity with? And to know that it's not gonna be perfect. It's not gonna be a um a one hundred percent of the time thing because it's not realistic, because I'm a human and I make mistakes mm-hmm. and I'm going to make mistakes. But in order for me to grow and for me to learn, I have to be able to take those mistakes and you know what I'm saying and 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 and, and ball them up and 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 look at them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Look at them from all angles, like, okay, this is what I did, what can I do differently? Because I'm about growth. So mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Okay. And then I do just want you to touch on a little bit for me. Because what I have been struggling with, especially like when it comes to like, you know, like intimate relationships, you know, like the men I have come across in my life. And then with me being a social worker with me, you know, being in a mental health, you know, field, clinical field and things like that is like, you know, I see a lot, especially like I feel like how men treat me. And then it's Mm -hmm. like, I just want to go in and diagnose them and stuff. But how can I, (laughs) like, you know, because I know on your own, you was able to see, like, you know, realize how you was hurting people. And it was because of the trauma. But how do, like, how would you, okay, I'm trying to see how can I word this. Like, how would it be appropriate for a female to have a conversation with, like, that special guy in their life? Like, you know. Maybe you need some, you know, some, some counseling or, you know, I feel like you went through a lot and, you know, I'm now I'm getting the the end of it and, you know, things mm-hmm. like that. So how can I respectfully, you know,
1: uh, I would say it's more so about the questions that are asked um, <laughs> a lot of time is I've learned that it's not about what I say, it's how I say it. Mm-hmm. so um trying not to project too much and asking more questions so depending on what you may see out of a person I would say um I would ask him, you know you know like hey tell me about you you know just throughout conversation right. you know tell me about yourself you know different questions of like okay um I always ask and like with anybody I'm always big I'm like hey how's your day going? What did you do today? Like with my students, when I check in with them, how's your day? How was your weekend? Um, What did you do this weekend? All right. Um, What what, is this thing good or bad on the scale of one to 10? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? What would you rate it? Uh, One being low, 10 being high, uh, things like that. So I think just under like asking questions to try to get as much of the root or try to get to the root of what's going on. And then just asking like, Hey, you know, and, I, and and just cover like it's a big thing just like covering your tracks. Like, hey, I could be wrong, right. but this is something that I've Like, you know, can you like can we like do you mind talking about it? Like, is this something that you've seen before? Mm-hmm. Um, and just asking those questions. I'm I'm a I'm a brutally honest person. Um and I've just learned how to work around how my honesty works so i'm not just going to come out like hey you might need counseling because yeah. that's me projecting so i check myself and i'm just like hey these are things that showed up for me yeah Um. you know hey have has this ever happened you know like how do you feel like throughout the day like i've noticed like when i talk to you you know you, you seem to be a little bit down like is everything all right mm-hmm. What's going on do you you know i might not be the person you want to talk to but i'm here for you and try to like take the ego out of it because i've had so many women in my life who just with me being such an open person, they'll say like, oh, I'm here to listen to you. But they're really here, you know what I'm saying, to try to see how they can, you know what I'm saying, how they fit in with that. Like I, I had a conversation with a young lady who I was dating where I was like, you know, I have some stuff going on in life. And um, she was like flipping and making about her. And I'm like, that doesn't help me out. Like, <laughs> I understand, yeah, I'm here for you, but you can't say that you're here for me and every time that I try to divulge this information and what's holding me down, you flip it and you make it about yourself. Right. It's not how things work. So if you're going to do it just as a woman, as a, as a person in general, if you are date someone and you feel like, you know, they need a little support as far as their mental health, make sure that you're not asking to benefit yourself. Make sure that you're asking to make sure that it's benefiting that other person because that's mm-hmm. doing them a disservice. And a lot of people, they pick up on that, Uh, especially just knowing where I'm coming from. Like where I grew up at, I know when somebody, you know, when they trying to work me over. So make sure that you're coming from a pure place. You're asking the right questions Uh um, and you're not projecting how you feel on that person. Like ask legit questions. If you have a concern about it, there's certain questions that you can ask to just lead up to it. And like, hey, have you ever thought about? going to you know i'm saying see a counselor and especially if you're a person who has done it like hey you know i've done it this is what it looked like for me it might be something that you know i'm saying that could help you out you know Mm
0: -hmm.
1: so that that would be my advice make sure that you're coming from a genuine place and you're not just trying to do it for you make sure that you're not projecting your own insecurities or Mm -hmm. your own biases on a person while you're asking them the questions and um Make it just like make it genuine, like hey, th- for me and for you. So I'm like, you know, like hey, I'm not pulling this out of my butt, but you know, what I'm saying I know that this works because a I've been through it or b I know somebody that through it.
0: Right. No, that 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 was helpful, seriously, because I'll be struggling, but no. <laughs> that
1: but and really that's the strong. thing; it takes so much, like doing this work that we do i like I had to, I had somebody like from the job like tell me like dude the only way the world is going to be better is if we process everybody just like you know like how we because I was like man I don't be wanting to take my work home but it's like I can't because as you know this work changes who you are mm-hmm. or who, who, like you know, I'll speak for myself this work changes who I am as a person I walk differently I talk differently my actions are geared differently my interaction with people are different. So I have to be able to say, like, I'm doing this for the right reasons. And I have to have it in my life interactions. Because if I don't, I'll shortchange my students. And that's not what I want to do at all. Mm -hmm. So, yeah.
0: Okay. So, no, thank you for that. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So what last piece of advice that you would share with, you know, all young boys and men in regards
1: to their mental health? Um, This is one piece uh, and I think it's really big uh, that I share with my students and I think I can share it out as well. Um, It's okay to be angry. Um, Anger is an emotion just like happiness is and you wouldn't beat yourself up over being too happy. So don't beat yourself up over being angry. It's not about the emotions it's about how you express them so you can be happy and have you know what i'm saying negative consequences just like you can be upset and have negative consequences mm-hmm. um you can turn that anger that, that that emotion of anger that energy that you have with your anger you can turn it into something positive and do positive things with it and it's okay to it's okay to feel sadness it's okay to cry um It's not a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength uh, to be able to say, hey, I'm feeling these emotions and letting yourself be engulfed in those emotions for however long you can be engulfed in those emotions. Um, It's healthy, it's safe uh, and tell your friends that and be a model of that, like model that, hey, uh, this happened and and it hurt me and I cried about it, and now I feel better.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because just because they don't express like, "Oh yeah," you know, I did that. You know, they might joke about it, but you know, they it's still a chance, still the same chance they might take it home and they might use it and you might save somebody by, you know, just mm-hmm. divulging that information and being vulnerable.
0: All right. So I hope you. Boys and men are listening (laughs) because that was great (laughs) advice. So like I always do, I want to close with this quote. It says, shout out to all the men going through a lot with no one to turn to because this world wrongly taught our males to mask their emotions and that they're strong means silence. So this episode was specifically for my males and all the females that's listening to this episode please share this with at least one male in your life. It's time for more males to speak up about mental health and you know you shouldn't have to suffer in silence. So I hope you all took something helpful from this episode. JB, it was an honor, and again, thank you for the work that you are doing within the community, and thank you for the many lives that you have touched thus far.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you. Go, Cubs, go.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Thank you all for listening, and I can't wait to talk to you all in my next episode.